You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us. Today we'll be discussing the return on investment on PSP technology. Our guest is Dr. Juan Yepes, a dentist and a physician with an extensive educational and teaching background nationally and internationally. Dr. Yepes is an associate professor in the Department of Pediatric Dentistry at Indiana University School of Dentistry in Indianapolis, Indiana. His research and teaching interests are in the areas of oral medicine, oral radiology, and oral pathology in children. Dr. Yepes, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Phil, thank you so much. I love to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, and uh, we've really enjoyed uh, the last three podcasts that you did. This is the fourth one of the series, and this one is on return on investment. And as a business owner, a dentist is a business owner, um, it's important to understand when you're purchasing capital equipment, you know, when am I going to get my money back as far as the investment, and when am I going to start becoming profitable with the investment that I've just placed into this equipment? So my first question is, is your practice more cost-effective now that you have this PSP technology? And I know you're using the ScanX system by AirTechnics. Phil, no question about that. I mean, no question in capital letters highlighted, underlined. Um, in the old days, when I used conventional films, I used to buy chemicals and I used to uh, buy these expensive processing solutions and I will need to replace it every week or sometimes more often than every week. And to make the things even more complicated, sometimes even I will need to have a company who will come to my office to pick up the chemicals because you just cannot dump this into the regular sink. And really, in summary, the day that I switched to um, phosphor plates, no more chemicals, no more calling the company to come to my office and help me to dispose all these nasty chemicals. Uh, even my wife was happy because... Uh, during the time that I use the conventional radiology, once in a while, I will have a couple of drops over my pants or a couple of drops in my shirt, and that's a goodbye, <laughs> nothing to do. Yeah, exactly. You just need to look, look for a new one. So um, just from the beginning, it was a big, big savings, no question about that. And And I'm sure we are going to talk about this in a few minutes, but let me just give you some appetizer or some kind of introduction. With the phosphorus plates, we can use it and reuse it and use it and use it and use it again. And you can use it for hundreds of times. And, and that is also a significant savings from the front. Again, um, most of the dentists, I would assume, have made the move from traditional film to some sort of digital imaging, have they not? So it's just really a choice between sensors or uh, PSP. Is that correct? You know, Phil, uh, that is not exactly. Uh, you will be surprised, Phil, if I if I tell you this number. Or oh, let me ask you, and then you can try to guess. If we have a hundred dentists listen to this podcast, a hundred, one zero zero, how many do you think are still using conventional radiology? No more than twenty. That would be my guess. You know, it's a little bit higher than that. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little bit higher. Now, if you divide that by ages, or how many years the dentists have been in practice. As younger is the dentist, more likely that dentist is using digital radiology. But somebody at my age, I'm 50, you know, I have been in practice for a while. Really, the number is about 35 to almost 40% of dentists in the U.S. is still using conventional radiology. You mean in the 50-year-old and up age group? 
Yes. You know, dentists like me, that we have been out for a while and we start with the conventional film and not everybody will jump and say, okay, let me, I move to digital. Some dentists are still using paper charts. And sometimes with paper charts, it's even more difficult to transition to digital radiology because they feel like if I switch to digital radiology, I will need to keep like a two different storage places, one from the radiographs and one for the charts. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Actually, my wife just came back from New York City and she went into some old, uh, it's kind of like a thrift shop or kind of just an old collection shop in the middle of nowhere in Manhattan because um, she likes to browse through this old stuff. And she found old dental records and they were in these little, <laughs> yeah, and, and listen to this. The, the, a dental record consisted of like this yellow envelope that was very small, like maybe three inches by two inches. And there was a card in there, and she pulled the card out, and on on both sides of the card was a complete diagrammatic graphic of all 32 teeth. And some of the teeth were shaded in, some were circled. I don't know if you remember those days, but yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, my absolutely. Den- you know, my dentist had that. So um, you know, it was just every every single thing that's on your dentrix ascend system was sitting on this two by three cardboard that had a diagram of uh of of the mandibular and maxillary teeth just amazing every every surface was on there unbelievable uh it actually it worked for centuries that worked for centuries yeah remember phil um with technology issues there is always the early adapters the the ones who as soon as a new piece of technology out or a new equipment that immediately go and buy it and use it but there is always a good portion of the population that, and sometimes I include myself, that we wait a little bit right. until we decide to take the decision. But the best decision of my life was the day that I decided to switch to digital radiology and no question the day that I switched from sensors to phosphoroplates. What is the return on investment for, for a system like Scanex, where you have all the phosphoroplates you need, you have the scanner, the whole bit? Well, at the end is workflow, and and your workflow is time-saving. Your workflow is patient convenience. Your workflow is you are not suffering that one of these sensors will go into the floor, and maybe you will need to pay for that. So in terms of the investment, you need to see the things in a global way. Almost the same day that you start to use the ScanX or any processing station that you use, your investment will come back to you pretty quick. As soon as you start to use the system and you see the benefits of using the system in terms of workflow, in terms of patient convenience, in terms of less retakes, because at the end, less retakes is more radiation, but also is more time. When you start to see that you are not struggling to put this in the patient mouth, when you start to see that you have a bigger area, which is about 10%, we talked about that in a previous podcast, you get more information. I mean, when you see the things globally, the return to the investment is pretty much instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were using the sensor system before you moved to PSP, did you see this a similar ROI or was it not as good? I will tell you, um, and I I love this podcast because I mean we are dentists. Phil, you are a dentist. I'm a dentist, and and this is a beautiful profession. I love it with my heart. I never will do something different. But we struggle, and sometimes. You know, with the technology issues, we struggle and, and, and we have issues. And, and I want to tell you, Phil, one issue that I have with the sensors. One of the issues was the interface 
between the cable and the computer. Every single time, because in my office we have a couple of computers and sometimes we need to switch computers when we are going to take a radiograph. And in the old days when I use the sensor, we have two or three computers. So sometimes unplugging the sensor and putting back the sensor. Plus we have a couple of different sizes. So if I need to use a size one, I will need to take out, it's like a USB port. And then I will need to plug the other one. My electronic health records sometimes will not very happy doing that. And as soon as I connect the new sensor, I will need to turn off the computer, which is always our first step to solve problems. If we always turn off the computer and see that works, and then I will need to turn it again. And that slowed down and it was a headache all the time. Plus, we already talked about that and I don't want to go over the same. Plus, the patient perspective of, you know, a strong gag reflex, trying to put the sensors in the mouth. So we struggle. Honestly, I struggle using the sensors. Yeah. So when you talk about greater efficiency, how does that affect a better bottom line profit for the dentist when using uh, phosphor plate technology? Well, we can see more patients. We are saving time. We are saving radiation to the patient. We have less retakes. As you know, I the time that we need to wait until we see the radiograph on the screen is really short and is not really by no means something that is going to slow my practice. So for the different points that you look at the use of the phosphorus plates, it really brings more time, more flexibility, and you can end up seeing more patients. Now, on the sensor, you could take more images on a sensor than you can a phosphor plate, right? Of course, the sensor costs way more. So can you... Talk about the initial cost of the sensor uh, versus the phosphor plate, which almost behaves like traditional film, and then also how many images you get out of these two different formats, and then, of course, the risk of damaging one of them and the cost of that. When you use sensors, obviously, you can see the film, you can see the image immediately, period. You just see the image immediately in your computer, and uh, and you can take more images, but taking more images or faster or quicker doesn't mean that you have a better quality films and you have a better quality image for the diagnostic reason that you need it. In other words, what is the point of using a system that you can take pretty quick images and you can do one and the next one and the next one and the next one if at the end, when you are sitting in your computer looking at all these images, you struggle to look in the interproximal area, you struggle because you have a lot of overlap you struggle because you have some resolution issues. So what is the point to have 10 quick films in front of you when at the end they are not going to provide with the diagnostic capability that you are looking for? On the other hand, phosphoroplates, you can, you know, again, we talked about the workflow in a previous uh, podcast, but once you have the workflow, once your assistant understands what is the process, you have less retakes, faster diagnosis, and better quality images, which means you can do a better diagnosis, you can do a better treatment plan. I will use an example. Imagine if you are looking for interproximal caries. For me, it's important. Imagine I'm a pediatric dentist. I have a five-year-old. I really need to see if it's interproximal caries, and I need to make that call of I'm going to do a restoration. I'm just going to observe. So for me, it's critical to have a good quality image in front of me if I have an overlap or if I don't have the resolution that I needed, or if the patient move, and three films just to get one mediocre, then that decision, which is the clinical decision of, okay, I'm going to do a restoration, I'm just going to observe, is difficult for me to do it. On the other hand, when I have a good quality film, minimal overlap, 
patient compliance was perfect, good resolution. I can decide, okay, mom, you need to come back in two weeks. We need to do a small restoration. Oh, mom, we are going to just wait a year, and then I will take a new film, and then I will see if I need to do something. Yeah, no, that's so, uh, fantastic feedback. And by the way, just to our audience, uh, Dr. Yepes is saying mom because he primarily was working on kids because he's a pediatric dentist. <laughs> yeah, so if you wondered why he called his patient mom, he's, he's communicating with the mother. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make that clear because they're going to think, who's mom? Uh, yeah, so, so, no, your point is well taken because you know what? The bottom line profit and the ROI, which is the title of this podcast, really depends on a lot of factors. And you've covered those factors very well. And the factors are retakes, which is related to the comfort of the plate. Um, it's related to what you talked about earlier about how the uh, staff is focused very diligently on the technique because there's not that luxury of getting instantaneous gratification from something that's uh, like a scan, like like a sensor, which is immediate. So they feel like, oh, well, okay, it doesn't look that good. I could take it over. Um, and then, of course, the added area of visibility, which which could be, you mentioned, up to 15% more visibility on the film, which means you can catch things that would normally not otherwise be seen on a sensor. And on and on in the cable. I really want to interrupt you. I really intentionally want to imagine. I just want to make a small comment about the greater area, about 15%. And again, you probably are tired now that I keep talking about children. But when we take a bite win, we want to capture. Well, it's the same when you take a bite win in adults. You want to capture distal of the canine. You want to capture that in a bite win because that's a common place to have dental caries in children. So when you have a bigger area, that 15% is exactly what you need to see distal of the canine. Yeah, 15, right? You said 15. 15. Yes. 15, yes. 15% is exactly what you needed in order to see the distal of the canine, mm -hmm. especially the mandibular canines, M and R. If you don't see the distal of the canine, you may tell the parents, Everything seems to be okay, and you may have distal caries on the primary canine. So that 15%, believe me, it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. I'm glad you interrupted me to say that. Um, so you mentioned to me earlier that you find it easier to communicate and educate your patients through uh, PSP technology. Why is that? Well, communication and education is a key when you are building a trusting relationship with, with patients and with parents. Um, in my particular practice, uh, it's not just only with the patient, it's also with the parents. So I work with parents and I work with patients. So since I can easily display the radiographs of my big computer in my operatory, it's easy for me to explain to the parent and to the patient when they can understand what is the issue and why I'm going to do this treatment or why I decide to do this particular procedure. Digital radiology is a wonderful tool in terms of communication. and absolutely a wonderful tool in terms of education because we dentists, we are educators. We just, not just only we want to communicate the issue that is carries here, that is a problem here, that is an issue here, that's communication and it's important, but we need to go beyond that, which is education, which means we need to explain to the patient or to the parents why the things ended up in that particular situation. We need to go into more details. And digital radiology and using of phosphor plates is a wonderful tool that really inspired me every single day that I'm in my office talking with the parents and talking with the patients. It's, it's an amazing time when I'm sitting in front of the computer 
and I'm showing the parents, this is the issue we are going to observe here, and here we are going to do something. I love that because that's the relationship that I'm trying to build with my parents and with my patients. Very well said, doctor. So this is very important, obviously, the communication and the education to the patient. This leads to, of course, higher case acceptance. Do you want to address case acceptance very briefly? Yeah, case acceptance is a very bi-directional, which means from me as a dentist to the patient and from the patient to me, I will explain what I'm going to do, but also I will explain what is my diagnosis, why I'm coming to that particular diagnosis. So when I have the radiograph in my monitor and I can show that, clearly parents understand much better, patients understand much better, and that translates in a higher acceptance of my treatment plan. Because they look and they say, well, that's true. Look at that problem that I have in that tooth. And, and I explain the consequences. If we don't do anything, this is what will happen. So no question the technology and the digital technology increases in a dramatic way the case acceptance and the compliance, which is also important from the parent or from the patients toward your treatment. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned earlier that when you made the transition from sensor to PSP, specifically to ScanX, which is an air technique system, you really fell in love with that system when you went to a dental show and was able to really kind of test drive it. Do you have any recommendations for dentists that are thinking about getting into phosphor plate technology for their um, digital radiology solution? Do you recommend that they uh, go to a dental show to test drive it? Or what's the best way? Do they have someone visit their office? What's your suggestion? Phil, um, I love your question. And honestly, I love to provide you with this answer. You know, to my colleagues who are listening to this podcast, who are thinking to move into digital radiology, I'm sure you are, for the last maybe five years, every time that you go to a meeting, you kind of question yourself, well, someday I will do it, but... We always have different reasons not to do that. We are afraid and we, you know, sometimes we look at the internet and we get different information, different issues. So for my colleagues who are thinking, I will tell you that if you move into the phosphoroplate technology, it is an absolutely smooth transition. Don't be afraid because there is no difference. You don't need to reset your office. You don't need to reserve a conference room to go over your whole staff and kind of retrain your staff. With the phosphoroplate technology, believe me, it is the smoothest transition that you can, I mean, you are not going to have any issue. Now, if you want to learn the process of placing the films into the processing, in the, into the ScanX, which is what I use, I think so probably the best way to have a first hand about that is in a dental meeting. You can go every dental meeting, you can walk through the commercial exhibition, and I'm sure you are going to see companies who offer the phosphoroplates and including obviously air techniques and you can go on a stop and they will show you how easy it is to play the film into the ScanX system and that legend that you need to wait 20 minutes before you can see the film is not true. I, I call that urban legends that you need to almost go and get a coffee before you see the image on the screen is not true mm -hmm. Be because the technique is, is the same that you are using with conventional radiology. Yeah. You use the same positional devices. It's exactly the same. So it's yeah. smooth transition, no question. I, I think the word legend is too complimentary. I think maybe a better word is, or another word is myth. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's great information, Dr. Yepe. It's really very, very helpful information. I think that uh, all of our listeners should tap into all four of these podcasts. And again, we thank our sponsor, Air Techniques, 
for them. There's really good information on PSP technology, and there's a lot to learn. And are you open to having some of our listeners reach out to you? Absolutely. There is nothing that will make me happier if I have any feedback or any of the, my colleagues asking me, and I don't have any problem to share my own experience. So those of you who are interested in learning more from Dr. Yepes, he's been very, very kind to provide his personal email. Feel free to reach out to him with any of your questions. His email is J-F, as in Frank, Yepes, Y-E-P-E-S. So that's J-F-Y-E-P-E-S, 1970 at yahoo.com. Dr. Yepes, thank you very much for your information over the past four podcasts. And uh, it's just been phenomenal. And we really enjoyed your insightful thoughts and how well your experience can help our listeners uh, in their practical journey from traditional to sensor to PSP. Thank you very much and hope to have you on another podcast soon. Phil, thank you so much and have an absolutely great day. I appreciate that. Thank you. 